the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As a constitutional law attorney, former senior legal advisor and personal counsel to President Donald J. Trump, Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections. And she's ready to tackle the big cultural and legal issues facing America. This is The Jenna Ellis Show. Here is your host, Jenna Ellis. Happy Tuesday, friends, and welcome to another episode of The Jenna Ellis Show. Joining me in moments is my good friend, Sebastian Gorka, and uh, we are going to be talking about this absolutely insane move by the January 6th committee that he announced just yesterday at America Fest. You are not going to want to miss this coming up. But first, the Biden administration has caused a financial crisis and they have no clue how to fix it. Oil prices have skyrocketed. And when oil prices go up, not only do your expenses go up, but the cost of transportation and shipping spikes, leading the prices of goods to rise. We're already seeing record inflation, and this is the very last thing that we need. Our economy is in trouble, and you know that you need to take steps to protect yourself. If your money is all tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you may be vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your own gold. It's real, it's physical, not in the metaverse, right? It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your home. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Download their free investor's guide. Joining me now to discuss is my good friend, Sebastian Gorka. You hear us all the time on his show, America First, on the Salem Radio Network, which you should be listening to every day as he provides excellent insights, especially when I'm on the show. But Sebastian, great to uh, have you on the show today. And I want to get your take uh, on the January 6th committee. You made an announcement yesterday at America Fest that Pelosi and the committee is now coming after you. What happened? Yeah, I arrived home Saturday to a rather unpleasant early Christmas gift. A FedEx uh, document package arrived from the Sumpina uh, Compliance Division of Verizon. Uh, Verizon had sent me a letter saying they had received a subpoena from the January 6th committee. They sent me copies of the seven-page subpoena demanding all my telephonic information from SIM card numbers to text origination, you name it, and I had 15 days to get a court injunction to stop Verizon. Uh, This is stunning, given the fact that in the original subpoena documents from the committee, no crime is mentioned, no allegation is mentioned against me, simply the data dump of my personal information and any information related to accounts that are connected to my phone, so that means my wife, my children. Uh, Fascinatingly, 
Um, Verizon has never done this before. I talked to a former U.S. district attorney who said with Mark Meadows et al., they simply subpoenaed illegally all that information. They never told them. They just took it. I guess Verizon is now worried. They're giving me a heads up, but they will comply because that's who they are. But I, I, I told 10,000 patriots at Turning Point USA's uh, event yesterday in Phoenix, they've chosen the wrong guy. My parents survived fascism. My parents survived communist dictatorship. So bring it, Nancy, because I'm going to have fun with both you and Adam Schiff and your witch hunt. This is just insane, Sebastian. And when I saw this yesterday at America Fest, I said, you know what? That looks suspiciously like a package I also received Saturday from Verizon. And I received the exact same subpoena for my phone records. I'm also on a family plan. I had to give my family a heads up and same thing. No allegation of any crime, nothing uh, even about what they're looking for. This is absurd that in the United States of America, we now have a Congress that thinks it can just willy-nilly violate the Fourth Amendment and say, I want all of your personal information because we know your carrier, which in this case is also Verizon for me, um, is just going to comply and is going to give over all of this private data to a committee that frankly has zero legislative purpose here. And that's the the thing that I want to emphasize is what are we even doing when we're allowing Congress to get all of this information on a fishing expedition when what are they doing legislatively? They're not the Department of Justice. They're not law enforcement. They're not the judicial branch. What is the point here? Well, look, you're, you're, you're the lawyer. You're the constitutional law professor. And number one, I, I, I think you're still an attorney. So how the hell are they yeah. Your records because you are connecting, you are writing to, texting your clients. So the client attorney privilege is sacrosanct or should be. And on top of that, what, what stops Adam Schiff getting your texts or my texts, then doctoring them and faking them as he did with Jim Jordan, as he did with Mark Meadows, and then releasing fake texts without even a search warrant. Article 4, Amendment 4 is clear against undue, unjust search and seizure of our property. So, look, I told the assembled thousands, this isn't politics anymore. This isn't about who you voted for. It's not about Republican versus Democrat. It's about fighting for the Constitution. If they can do that to me, former deputy assistant to the president, if they can do that to you, former attorney to the president, they can do it for any one of the 74 million who voted for Donald Trump. This is about intimidation, but they chose the wrong guy and they chose the wrong gal. Absolutely. And I am so glad that you are standing up to this. What is your plan? Do you uh, do you plan to challenge this in court? Are you going to uh, sue Verizon? What's your contemplation here on how to challenge this? Well, the former DA, uh, the former uh, U.S. attorney for D.C. said it's not worth trying to fight this in the courts. I've got 15 days, which over Christmas is, of course, absurd. And, of course, it would cost a ridiculous amount of money. I have nothing to hide, but that's not the point because this is legal. So I'm going to I'm declaring today on my radio show, I'm declaring political warfare against Nancy, against Schiff, against all of them, Kinzinger and Cheney. And every day I'm going to blast them across the radio waves. Every week I'm going to do it across the, the TV air, uh, airwaves with, with my TV show on Newsmax. And I'm going to keep on fighting because this has to end. They're desperate. When they are doing this to an individual who was supposed to talk at the Supreme Court 
on January the 6th, but didn't because the president's speech started late. Sorry. So the, the crime is that I didn't give a speech. That is the Orwellian America we are currently living in, and we must stop them, Jenna. Absolutely. And I stand with you, Seb, and I'm so thankful to be in this political fight with you and with so many other patriots who are standing firm on the rule of law. I mean, you are absolutely right. We have nothing to hide. Uh, But if they can just go in and say, we're going to waive the Constitution for any anything that we deem as a political purpose, we're going to target individuals because they're political opponents, not because there's any actual underlying crime alleged or wrongdoing alleged uh, at all, but we can go in and we can compel a phone carrier to give over personal records. And as you said, um, to violate executive privilege, in my case, to attempt to violate attorney-client privilege, which I'm not even the holder of that privilege. And absolutely, I'm going to make sure that I, uh, that I stand firm that my client, just because he happened to be Donald J. Trump, is in no way... Uh, less of a client in terms of those valid constitutional protections than anyone else I or any of them have ever represented. And so this is about the Constitution. It's about the rule of law. It's about standing firm and saying, this is absolutely political targeting. It's a theater and it's a distraction and it's intentionally oppressive. And so I stand with you and I will make sure as well that I am standing up uh, with so many others to say this is appalling. It is beyond the scope of imagination of what could happen in the United States of America. So I am so grateful to you, Seb, and uh, we'll be following this, of course, and on your radio show as well. Um, And Merry Christmas and anything else uh, going on that uh, happened in America Fest. Uh, No, it was just incredible. It's not just for students like Turning Point USA. This is for Americans of all ages from all across the country. So God bless Charlie Kirk and his amazing team. Saw some great photographs that you posted. Uh, We're going to continue. We're never going to stop. We're never going to give up. And I can't wait to have you in studio in the new year. God bless you for everything you're doing for this republic. And God bless all of your listeners and viewers, Jenna. God bless you as well, Seb. We're all in this together and we will stand up because America matters. The rule of law matters. The Constitution matters. And Merry Christmas because family matters as well. So thank you, my friend. We'll talk soon. Merry Christmas. Okay, friends, this is just absolutely absolutely not acceptable in the United States of America. And the thing about the January 6th committee is that they have absolutely no legislative purpose, legislative purpose. Now, we can talk all about how, you know, January 6th, while breaches of the Capitol should never happen, of course, uh, this was not an insurrection. Uh, Occupying a federal building, breaking and entering is not an attempt to overthrow the United States government. We can talk about all of that. But we also need to talk about how this is absolutely another witch hunt from the January 6th committee. It's targeting every single individual who was at all remotely related to uh, President Trump, his campaign, and his effort to get to every legal vote counting and counting fairly. This isn't about overturning an election. It was never about that. It was never about trying to delegitimize. In fact, it was all about trying to make sure that the election results are legitimate because in the United States of America, every legal vote should count, legal vote should count and should count accurately. When there are challenges to election results, 
those are always okay. That's what the judicial process is for. That's why we have an electoral college. These are the same arguments that I have been making since November 3rd and and looking at the aftermath of the 2020 election. This is all about election integrity. But the left, of course, keeps trying to manipulate this and they continue to try to harass and persecute and oppress Donald Trump and any of his associates because they do not want him to run for reelection. They also want to silence conservatives. They want to silence any actual genuine election integrity efforts. And what they're doing with this quote unquote oversight committee, they are going well beyond the margins of the U.S. Constitution in terms of what congressional oversight purpose legitimately is. The purpose of oversight is to make sure that Congress has sufficient information so that they can make valid and appropriate legislative determinations for creation of laws. That's what the legislative branch is for. They are not law enforcement. They're not an investigative body in the sense that they uh, they investigate alleged crimes. And as Seb even said, there's no alleged crime here um, for anything that he's done. Why are his records vulnerable to this committee? And you may be thinking, I mean, Verizon is giving over not content, but uh, of messages or, you know, of, of uh, text messages, anything like that. It is number to number, like phone number, this phone number called that phone number on this date with this timestamp. But that is still private information. And when the scope of this is to reach his wife, his children, this is unacceptable and Orwellian, as he said. And there, And what legislative purpose could this possibly serve? The committee is not contemplating further legislation to say, oh, by the way, if there's a do not enter sign on the U.S. Capitol building, then we're going to make it a federal crime to break in it. Guess what? That's already on the books. There's nothing, no legislative purpose here. This is all for the purpose and intent of political persecution. They are going well outside the bounds of what a legislative branch is. And this is why, as Justice Scalia very famously said in front of Congress in a speech that I have played um, actually over and over again, and I'm going to play here in just a minute, uh, what he said to Congress about how our founders so wisely created our rule of law, he said, yeah, limited government is very important, but the key to our constitutional republic is all about the separation of powers. Separating powers means that Congress does not have any authority except legislative. And if you go to Article 1, Section 1, it says all legislative authority is given to Congress. They do not have executive law enforcement authority. They do not have judicial authority to determine and interpret and apply the rule of law. They only have legislative authority. And for these bodies to go so far outside the bounds, and they've been doing this for a long time, when they are going so out, outside the bounds, like they did with the Russia collusion hoax, like they've done um, in persecuting Brett Kavanaugh when uh, he was going through his nomination process. I mean, all of these things, this litany of Democrats who, and, and by Democrats includes Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger and that, of course, but these, these leftists, 
that have this absolute and utter hatred for the rule of law. They have a contempt for the Constitution because it confines them to not being able to persecute their political opponents in the fashion that they prefer. So what do they do? They simply ignore it. We have to make sure in the United States of America that we are standing up always for the rule of law and for the U.S. Constitution and saying, sorry, January 6th committee, you do not have a legislative purpose. You are illegitimate. You are going against your mandate. And by the way, Mulling Hemingway, who is a good friend of mine, she writes for The Federalist. Um, You've probably seen her on special report with uh, Brett Baer over on Fox. Um, She is doing a great job in reporting a lot of this stuff. And if you follow her on Twitter, and you should follow her at The Federalist, um, she has been putting out a lot of really good content on why this is so outside the margins of the U.S. Constitution. We have to, as Americans, stand up and say that this matters because our rule of law matters and the Constitution matters. There is no king on that January 6th committee that trumps the rule of law. That's why we have a rule of law that is our ruler, and we are a nation of laws, not a nation of rulers. And this is not about a political party. This is not even anymore about uh, the election integrity fight as it stood on January 6th. This is about making sure that the committee and Congress doesn't go so far outside the bounds of the Constitution that now we have obliterated the rule of law in terms of precedent. So I want you to listen to this from Justice Scalia and think about how important it is to stand up for the rule of law because politics should never, ever, ever trump the rule of law. The rule of law is sacrosanct in this country because without it, we don't have a republic. We don't have our rights. We don't have our protections. We don't have our freedoms. We don't have our liberties. And the exact same confines of the Constitution apply to Democrats, Republicans, independents, libertarians, unaffiliated. I don't care who you are. It applies the same way. We can't let Democrats obliterate the lines just because They are partisan politicking, and they hate and are targeting their political opponents. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, members of the committee. I'm happy to be back in front of the Judiciary Committee, where where I started this uh, uh, pilgrimage. Uh, I am going to get even more fundamental than uh, uh, my good friend and colleague. Like him, I I speak... uh, to students especially, law students, but also college students and even high school students, quite frequently about the Constitution, uh, because I feel that we're, we're, we're not teaching it very well. Um, I, I speak to law students from the, the best law schools, people presumably especially interested in the law, and I ask them, how many of you have read the Federalist Papers? And, and, well, a lot of hands will go out. No, not just number 48 and the big ones. How many of you have read the Federalist Papers cover to cover? Never more than about 5%. And that, that is very sad. I mean, if, especially if you're interested in the Constitution. Here's a document that says what the framers of it thought they were doing. 
it, it's such a, a, a profound exposition of political science that it is studied in, in political science courses in Europe. And yet we, we have raised a generation of Americans who are not familiar with it. So when, when I speak to these groups, the first point I, I make, and I, I think it's even a little more fundamental than the one that uh, uh, Stephen has just uh, put forward, I, I ask them, what do you think is the reason that America is such a free country? What is it in, in our Constitution that, that, that makes us what we are? And I guarantee you that the response I will get, and you will get this from almost any American, including the woman that he was talking to at the supermarket, the answer would be freedom of speech, freedom of the press, no unreasonable searches and seizures, no quartering of troops in hope, those marvelous provisions of the Bill of Rights. But then I tell them, if, if you think that a Bill of Rights is what sets us apart, you're crazy. Every banana republic in the world has a Bill of Rights. Every president for life has a Bill of Rights. <laughs> the Bill of Rights of the, of the former evil empire, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, was much better than ours. I mean it literally. It was much better. We guarantee freedom of speech and of the press. Big deal. They guaranteed freedom of the speech, of the press, of street demonstrations and protests, and anyone who is, who is caught trying to suppress criticism of the government will be called to account. Whoa, that, that is wonderful stuff. Of course, just words on paper, what, what our framers would have called a parchment guarantee. And the reason is that the real constitution of the Soviet Union, you think of the word constitution, it doesn't mean a bill, it means structure. Say a person has a sound constitution, has a sound structure. The real constitution of the Soviet Union, which is what our framers debated that, that, that whole summer in Philadelphia in 1787. They didn't talk about the Bill of Rights. That was an afterthought, wasn't it? That constitution of the Soviet Union did not prevent the centralization of power in one person or in one party. And when that happens, the game is over. The Bill of Rights is just what our framers would call a parchment guarantee. So the, the real key to uh, the distinctiveness of America is the structure of our government. One part of it, of course, is the independence of the judiciary. But there's, there's, there's a lot more. There are very few countries in the world, for example, that, that have a bicameral legislature. Oh, England has a House of Lords for the time being, but the House of Lords has no substantial power. They can just make the Commons pass a bill a second time. France has a Senate. It's honorific. Italy has a Senate. It's honorific. Very few countries have two separate bodies in the legislature equally powerful. That's a lot of trouble, as you gentlemen doubtless know, to get the same language through two different bodies elected in a different fashion. Very few countries in the world have a, a separately elected uh, chief executive. Sometimes I go to Europe to talk about separation of powers. A and when I get there, I find that all I'm talking about is independence of the judiciary. Because the Europeans don't even try to divide the, the two political powers, the two political branches, the legislature and the chief executive. In all of the parliamentary countries, 
The chief executive is the creature of the legislature. There's never any disagreement between them and the, and, and the, the prime minister, as there is sometimes between you and the president. When, when there's a disagreement, they just kick him out. They have a no-confidence vote, a new election, and they get a prime minister who agrees with the legislature. And, uh, you know, the, the Europeans look at this system and they say, well, it passes one house, it doesn't pass the other house, sometimes the other house is in the control of a different party, it passes both, and then this president who has a veto power vetoes it, and they look at this and they say, uh, it, is, it is gridlock. And, and I, I hear Americans saying this nowadays, and there's a lot of it going around. They, they talk about a dysfunctional government. Be, be because there's disagreement, and, 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 they, and the framers would have said yes. That's exactly the way we set it up. We, we wanted this to be power, uh, contradicting power, because the main, uh, the main ill that beset us, as, as Hamilton said in, in The Federalist, when he talked about a separate Senate, he said, yes, it seems inconvenient, but inasmuch as the main ill that besets us is an excess of legislation, it won't be so bad. This is 1787. He didn't know what an excess of legislation was. <laughs> so uh, uh, unless Americans can appreciate that and learn, learn to love the separation of powers, which means learning to love the gridlock, which the framers believed would be the main protection of minorities, the main protection. If, if a bill is about to pass that really comes down hard on some minority, they think it's terribly unfair, it doesn't take much to throw a monkey wrench into, into, this, into this complex system. So Americans should, uh, should appreciate that, and, and they should learn to love the gridlock. Uh, it's, it's there for a reason, so that the legislation that gets out will, will be good legislation. Uh, and thus conclude uh, my opening remarks. <laughs> <laughs> So that was Justice Scalia. He is amazing. I have nothing else to add to that because he's such a brilliant, brilliant advocate for our Constitution, for our rule of law. And I wish that every single justice on the United States Supreme Court right now had the courage to speak the truth that Justice Scalia does. Justice Thomas is there, too. And I absolutely respect him, respect his commitment to the rule of law. And this is why we have to make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure that we have people in every single office in every single branch of government from federal to state to local that understands the importance of exactly what Justice Scalia said. So before I go, let's also talk about cancel culture because this is the other part of what the leftist opportunists and oppressors are trying to obliterate the freedoms that we so cherish in the United States. And they are doing this to Mike Lindell because he is standing up and speaking his political mind. He is standing up for truth. He is standing up for election integrity. He's standing up for his own political opinions. And we can do that in the United States of America. And we should be supporting Mike Lindell. Even if you don't agree with him 100%, you should agree with the principle that he has every right to do it and to speak his mind. I will defend even the people that I ardently disagree with. Why? Because we have freedom of speech in this country and we should be able to clash our ideas in the in the public forum and in the marketplace of ideas. So support Mike Lindell by going today to mypello.com 
Use the promo code Jenna, that's J-E-N-N-A, to let him know that you are thankful that he is a sponsor of this show. Have a very Merry Christmas. I will be back with you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.